Good morning, Innsmouth. It's another wickedly wet day inside the hive walls as the clouds that built up around the core over the last couple of months have begun to dump more acid rain across several of the sublevels. Runoff just seems to be getting worse and worse as you get deeper into the underhive, so let the soothing sounds of 665.66UHMR Chemrat Radio wash over you instead of all that nasty, nasty rain. You should probably take your anti-acid raincoat. Gabo's voice is good, but it ain't that good. In other news, Murderball. Renick Zesh of House Dentor suffered massive spinal damage. Poor guy. May he uh, come back soon. I, I'm going to hypothesize right now, uh, he may or may not be in a wheelchair for the rest of his life. Hey, you know, when you get those uh, mechanical spinal implants, you know, you got that thing that shifts out your, your tailbone that like kind of gives you that extra push, it might help him out. Yeah, you would be the one to talk about a push from the tailbone. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff all around. We will see how he does with those ripper ducks. We are waiting out the rain down here at the hangnail on sublevel 999, right above the sump. Gotta love those views. Remember, the hangnail is neutral for all hive gangs. You know, come on down, check your guns at the door, give the Arbites the dirtiest looks you possibly can, and then check out all them weird demonic Inquisitor trophies. We, we don't use the word demonic around. It's uh, exotic. You should go kiss that one right there. Gotta leave something to the imagination. It's yeah. provocative. I heard I've, it puts. I've, I heard you got boobies on the lips after you kiss it. I've heard tentacles cost extra. <laughs> yeah, well, I, mean, I am. Sounds like a good time. All right. <laughs> I am your starry-eyed guide to the galaxy, Goblin King, and today I am joined by my co-host, the Jester of Junktown, Marky. What it is, host. Our wrecking crew wrangler of the Ice Wastes, Beast. Hello, everyone. And back from assignment in the fungi forests of the Sump is our foreign correspondent, Kev. How many mushrooms did you get this time? Badger, 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 mushroom, mushroom, badger, badger, badger. (laughs) (laughs) It's snakes, but good try. Cobra's good, too. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, hey, hey, that came out when I was in high school, all right? Right, I I reached into the way back. Yeah, that's that's a fucking way back long time ago. (laughs) Let's see how many listeners get that one. I I, I guarantee you not that many, because I had a conversation about badger. Badger, 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 <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, and people on the server were like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Oh, uh, I, and I was like, "Oh, there was there was I like shit." How I was looking for YouTube. <laughs> that was before YouTube. Oh yeah, the whole time was that like new ground for time? E bombs world. Yeah, yep. Or was it albino? No, it wasn't albino. That was somebody else. No, no, it was Weeble stuff. Was it Weeble? Yeah, yeah. Badger is Weeble stuff. Yeah, this is like back. This is like the or oh man, these are the dark. This is the dark ages of the internet. Uh, yeah, it's or web, was it the golden one, ages? Web one point before web two point became a thing, and everybody was remember, addicted to wordle.com. I remember rotten. Oh yeah, heavy fucking wordle grounds. Fucking wordle. My my grouping. Killfrog.com. It was a uh, stick death was one of our favorites. Stick death. <laughs> And you guys are killing me because you're like, oh, yeah, I remember this in, in high school. And I'm like, I remember that. In no, no, Stick Death was middle school. <laughs> that was middle I school remember, for us. I remember that. We also I had the original <laughs> tribes. Was the, I think it was the first Oh, tribes. dude, fucking tribes. So we would, we would Love that watch Stick game. Death animations awesome until like, enough people got online to play tribes. We were like able to get a hold of a computer and class. I've never, never played that. Tribes? Tribes yeah. is dope. It's like UT with tribes vehicles on big awesome. maps. But yeah, everybody's yeah. got like jetpacks. 
But mm. so you know how in games like you can abuse the like bunny hop mechanic? Yeah, yeah. Tribes is the first game that was like, oh, we're gonna build this into a real thing. Yeah, it was a core so mechanic like a, to play. In the there's game. a there's a there's like a technique called skiing, and if you start at the top of a hill and you jump and tap your jetpack, because you actually like gain distance from the ground because the ground drops out from underneath you. As you fall, you gain speed. So then you tap just as you hit, and you start that bunny hop like tap tap motion. Yeah, and then you and you do that a few times with the with the boost and speed, and you end up like gaining exponential speed as you slide down this mountain. Oh, so it's like physics yeah. and shit. And so you abuse that mechanic to gain a bunch of speed, and then you basically play on real tournament like that on, like, huge maps. So and it's it like was Tony huge, Hawk's, Yeah, it was like it Tony was Hawk, huge, like, style, huge maps. Like, massive jumps and stuff. And they, like, they shape the terrain so you could, like, keep you know, half-pipe the fuck out yeah. of it. But That's pretty cool. Dude, yeah, it's dope. It super why, dope. Why don't you have... Taurus trucks, towers, Taurus primes. They, no, Taurus, no, Taurus, the buggies. Yeah, yeah. They got rid of that when they got rid of Dude, Lysians. Those are sick. That's what I keep yeah. asking for them to give us back. Is a fucking little buggy fast attack. Thing. Those things are. Have you yeah. seen them? Yeah, yeah. Dude, they're, they're dope. Cool. On that note, we're going to be talking about guard today. Yeah, <laughs> we are going to be talking. about Oh yeah, guard sorry. Today. I just we've been totally. I went down the rabbit hole on that one. Yeah, the rabbit hole of Forge World. So today is our our fifth episode. Our part five on Imperial Guard. How do you like? How do you like that, Kev? You know, Oryx got two episodes, Eldari <laughs> got three episodes. Guard have have currently five episodes. We'll see whether or not it goes further. Now, that means I when will... we get to nights, we're gonna have to like dedicate half a year, right? I mean, probably in a way. <laughs> I mean, they've been around since fucking in a way. Guard. But yeah. and I mean, really, the the only reason it's so long is because the history of the guard is the history of the Imperium. Yeah, there's a lot they of history there, of the Imperium. Mixed they in. were there since day one as the Solar Auxilia. It's a metaphor basically. for the long dick that is the Imperial Guard. I thought it was oh, like we're going to talk about sack that smothered everybody. We've that actually a, gotten we've actually gotten Space Marines about are like the, the Solar the big dick Auxilia the and the lunar Solar Auxilia. auxilia. Yeah. yeah, we've gotten questions but like about the, it. I mean, those, that's really the origins of it is we have space marines. That's great. We need normal people to hold, yeah. hold the lines in other places. Real brief, both the solar and the lunar auxilia had much better weapons and armor than the current Imperial Guard do. And in some cases, they even had power armor and genetic modifications. Like, they were heavily genetically modified. So They weren't as genetically modified as a space marine. It was kind of like a half measure. And we will cover... It's like extra s- muscle, you know, yeah, things like that. like muscle grass and stuff. And we'll cover the Solar Exilia when we talk about the Unification Wars because and mm-hmm. they were there. And they do cross over into the beginning of the Great Crusade. But as you guys have probably noticed, and as we've mentioned a couple of times... The Great Crusade and the Horus Heresy is stuff we're gonna talk about, but we didn't want to. We didn't want to jump in and start there. We wanted to jump in and start. How you actually jump into a store? You jump into a store. You see the cool armies on the shelf, and you want to know about those cool armies. You don't want to know twenty thousand years or ten thousand years of history to a battle that you're not gonna play on the tabletop unless you play thirty k. In which case. Awesome. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, 30K's got some dope models and some dope rules. It would be like watching Star Wars, but then on the way to go see Star Wars, you just listen to a podcast about episode one. So, was it (laughs) Knights of the Old Republic? You listen to a podcast about Knights of the Old Republic. Solar Uh, Watch and and what? 
The solar auxilia and the lunar the lunar auxilia. auxilia. Okay. So, so these that, guys were Unification Wars. That's before the Horus Heresy. This is yep. the Imperial Guard before they were the Imperial Guard. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. We this isn't like a brief, regiment or anything. I yeah. mean, it well, kind of is. Kind of. Because I, if I remember right, they kind of still exist. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're they're just way. not as good. They're, the the solar auxilia is a way to look at the Imperial Guard and the Imperium in general and see how technology has decayed, how everything has become kind of wrapped up in spiritualism and um, what's it called, superstition, Sex. and how that. Yes, <laughs> actually, I feel like probably even not, with the Imperial but... Guard one. It's more just a representation of like function over form and like the grim necessity of like. They're not gonna be. They're not worth expensive equipment. Mm-hmm. They talk I think, a lot. I think that's what most of it is for for guard. Anyways. So like marines, they talk a lot about the fact that it's not an unwillingness to use better equipment because obviously, if you put better equipment onto your soldiers, they're gonna function better. It's a the equipment doesn't exist. You know, like we and we we briefly talked about this in previous episodes but it's very important to remember that the the Warhammer 40k setting is a post-apocalyptic setting the apocalypse that happened was the Horus heresy and ever since then everything is just decayed the imperium stops mm-hmm. functioning as well as it should you know this is a this is a setting a world where people have laser rifles However, no one knows how to build a laser rifle anymore. The knowledge to remake these things is lost except to possibly an extremely small group of people. And even then, those people probably don't actually know the science as to how it works. They just know if I combine part A, B, C, and D together, I get a functioning thing. So Unification Wars and the Golden Age. Golden Age was before the the Unification Wars? Yeah, so the Golden Age. Well, yes. The Golden Age yeah. of Technology and also considered the Dark Age of Technology is the expansion of humanity to the stars. It is. It was the Golden Age. It's referred to as the Dark, the Dark Age, Age because there's nothing left of it. Mm. Yeah. Well, and then, there's nothing There's nothing left of it, and it's also when um, enough humans were being born happened. that enough mutants were being born, so the warp started to affect us quite a bit more. Great. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so the the golden age of technology, like the way that I kind of jokingly like to look at it is right now we're in pre-history, you know, uh, and then there's the Federation, Star Trek Federation age, and then the Star Star Trek Federation age comes to a close and you have what we think of as the like pre-Imperium stuff happen, and then there's the rise of the machines and the whole fucking machine war. And then there's the unification wars, et cetera. So you got to look at it. It's a, it's a massive amount of time and a lot of stuff. We weren't, we'll probably never talk about anything pre men of iron because one, there's not a lot of lore about pre men of iron, but two, it doesn't really like, you could, it doesn't matter. You could conceivably go back right now and play 30K. 30K is something you can play on tabletop. It has its own rule mm-hmm. set, although people play it with ninth edition rules too. One. Two, the way that Warhammer 40K is set up, and this is, you know, as we cover all of these dates and we talk about all these different events, a lot of them stack on each other, and a, a lot of stuff can be taken in or out of it. 
you don't have to play in the era in Dominus. You can go back and play Toleron Desert Raiders who were experienced in the first war of Armageddon and somehow that could be your thing. And you could play, you could go to a store and you could play an entire crusade that takes place back during some previous battle. There's nothing in the rules to Warhammer 40 K that say, Hey, you've got to play in the modern era and the modern storyline. 10, four. One of the interesting ish things to kind of bring up before we dive into the last little bit of history, before we get into regiments today is a lot of times when we're going through timelines and we're reading, excuse me, going through the timeline and reading off dates and giving information as to some events that happened, you guys might notice a lot of times stuff overlaps or it even seems like we're going backwards. It's important when you look at writing storyline and when you look at reading timelines, it's it's very, I guess, common to just do it as a linear event, you know? If this you happened, look at and this happened, right? And be, this happened. Yeah. Um, a good example is to look at why World War One started. A lot of people go, oh, well, Archduke Ferdinand was assassinated and it made these people all mad. And then they got up uh, more mad. And then there was a skirmish and then there was a battle. But the reality is there was a bunch of crap happening before he got assassinated and there was a bunch of stuff that led to people using that event, that linchpin, as excuses that was to get trigger, involved. But there right. was a setup for it, definitely. And like, and you can't say like it never happens like this. It's a March fifth, nineteen twelve, in Russia. March sixth, you know, yeah, whatever. Nineteen twelve in Europe, or not in Europe, in England. Those two events could have happened at the same time. They could have overlapped. And that's why some of the history, the timeline stuff we go through is super weird because we'll talk about like what the Tyranids did and how that led through. And then we'll jump back and say, at, you know, essentially at the same time, chaos was doing this stuff. So and what we're really trying to do is introduce you kernels of ideas, either to place your games or to place your lore. So we're not really trying to give you a like history lesson. It's more well that and we here's the cliff notes in case you need a jumping off point. We did a big history of everything, and it's just so big that it's hard to even keep going. (laughs) Like, as one continuous chunk, like, it's just too much information to to process that it's easier to break it down into this, like we're doing now. This faction did this throughout its history. Now we're current. Okay, next. Start there. And and now we're going to go back and talk about how the Space Marines were involved in this event, because, that, that, like, that's another big thing. If we had done... Mm -hmm the 13th Black Crusade beat by beat, we'd be like episode seven into just that. Oh, yeah. And we don't don't necessarily want to put you guys through that. We don't necessarily want to put ourselves through that (laughs) yet. We'll do it. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. We'll get there. What do you remember, Marky? When you used to be like, like we would say something like that, and Marky in the background would be like, "Episode 98." Uh, When we get to it, we'll get there. When we get there. All right, guys, so on, on that note, let's talk about the era Indominus. So the era Indominus is between M41 and M42. If you'll remember back when we did our history of nearly everything in the entire universe, when Reboot came back, there was a bit of a, a kerfuffle because the way that the calendars had been kept in the Imperium was all different. So and this is really important to remember. Depending on what planet you're in, 
or depending on what system it belongs to or depending on what uh, like micro fiefdom of the Imperium it might take place in, they might record time completely differently. And because of all of that, there was a bunch of argument inside the administratum as to what time it actually was. And Reboot set a bunch of scribes down and said, hey, I need you to figure out what's actually happened. Build me an account so I can go back and kind of see what's what's happened so I can start taking some corrective measures. And one of the things that came out of that was that Reboot was like, oh, crap, it's uh, it's probably not the 41st millennium anymore. It's probably closer to the end of the 42nd millennium. That's the lore side. The unlore side is as 8th edition stretched and as 9th edition got brought out, they actually did one of the, the few retcons that Warhammer G-Dub actually has done is they made the Indominus Crusade from like, what was it? It was like a five-year conflict originally and now we're like in our third or fourth century. So they they said, oh, it's over. The Crusade's over. And then as night as, as late, half a eighth and his ninth came out they're like just kidding it's still happening so the the indominus crusade grew quite a bit it changed quite a bit yeah is the octarius sector and knock moon sector are those a part of the indominus crusade i believe it is yeah. right i believe everything that's coming out now is currently is happening indominus? as part of indominus yeah it's all indominus yeah everything is indominus. well um octarius started on its own because so remember, on that, that the, no, no, Octarius isn't even a crusade. Octarius is just a the sector. region of space that Crippen yeah. fucked up. But it's yeah. all a part of the Indominus Crusade. No, no, no. There's it's a literally just of... a region of space called the Octarius Sector, and it's where Crippen used a bunch of exterminatuses to lead Tyranids to go fight orcs. And then yeah, that resulted in orcs having a super war, and the Tyranids yeah. are like, oh, Orcs are like oh. unlimited biomass. And this is like the r- ridiculous amount of nids. Yeah. Like, like a dumb amount of yeah. nids and a dumb amount of orcs. Right. And now it's becoming a problem for other people. Right. Yeah. Because the orcs are getting more powerful the, the more By they being win, in the constant fighting. Yeah. And the Tyranids just farm biomass out of it. They so, send in just enough guys to win and run away with the biomass. So aren't they fearing yeah. like another, uh, what is it, War of the Beasts? Basically, like, the, it's going to create another War of the Beast, except yeah. it's also going to be a hive tyrant and right. a beast. Oh, like a swarm <laughs> yeah. lord. Uh, it'll be a swarm lord yeah. and a beast yeah. at the same time. There, there's, a bunch of, there's a bunch of hints that a second War mm-hmm. of the Beast is on the horizon, which is Either cool. Either that which or, or what happens should a Tyranid hive fleet overcome an entire wall. Right. Like that's a lot of biomass. Just a gnarly fo- it's yeah. not that, even a splinter just be a fleet dumb anymore. amount yeah. of biomass. Now it's a whole two by four. Insane, right? Man. That's like a four by four. <laughs> it's take that, take that baseball bat. We just right? gonna have them green nids. nids. No lube. All nids. That'd be a cool. That'd be a cool army to kind of paint like a nids with, fun- with, with like a fungus. bunch of mushrooms. Yeah. I was gonna say, you mean like Brian's army? <laughs> no, no, like fungus and like moss. They got nurgled. Yeah, be cool. be cool. yeah, they have like moss and mushrooms growing on their backs and stuff. Like they're like like Bulbasaurs. It'd be a bunch of Bulbasaurs, <laughs> right? A I was Bulbasaur thinking like uh, I was thinking like Castle in the Sky. I don't know what that is. I know what it is, but I don't I don't recall the well, like the they big oh yeah 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 yeah. Or, yeah. Like moss I, I actually, I'm remembering the well if you there's the other part. Um, oh no, that was Valley of the Wind. My bad. Yeah, that yeah. that was the the fungus mushrooms. Oh yeah yeah mm. yeah. Giant so, mushrooms and bugs and shit. So yeah, 
Yeah. Man, we are um, sidetracked all over the place this episode. It, it happens. So, so yeah. So, just keep in mind, post-reboot, there was a little bit of, like, how, how, it, how do we even calendar, bro? And then they were like, yo, bro. It may be ten thousand, or it might be a thousand years later than we thought it was. So there's a there's a little bit of strife actually still existing. There's an entire um, war that happens that's being fought between several different Inquisition branches about the timeline. It's kind of funny. Yeah, our, <laughs> the, the uh, fact our the fact that there is a Orders war happening Kronos. inside of the Inquisition about calendars is great. So our our own hive. The Innsmouth Hive. We actually go by a system called toilets. So it's been about five toilets long. <laughs> That's and, a rating uh, system. Just, it's not. Just it's not like a way toilets. Of... He's full of shit. <laughs> Yeah, it's that's that's how you rate food. That's how we man. rate that's not, things. That's yeah, not. That's not how we count time. It is also a way to rate food. We, we, count, we count time. We count time by how big the red that, welts on our knees get because we've been sitting on the toilet for so Mark, long. That, Mark, that your joke, your joke was wrong and bad, and you should feel bad. That forearmed rat was rated four <laughs> toilets, and it's going to be about five toilets before I'm on the toilet. It's like it's like that that meme where. Where it's like Americans will use anything other than measurements to measure things. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, the pothole I came across was like six refrigerators long. (laughs) (laughs) This is Mark being like, oh, yeah, you know, like 25 toilets across. Yeah, it's also a system of measurement. That turd, <laughs> at least half a toilet. I think my buddy used to use as a reference of, of like, like length, how many toms? Like, the Empire State Building's like sir, thirty-seven toms tall. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's fifty-seven of me. <laughs> so, you know, it's not far fetched. Yeah. As you're teasing and joking, it's kind of important to mention too that, it, and we've mentioned it in the Imperial Guard stuff in brief. But the Imperium doesn't really care how you manage your planets or what type of government you run or what type of rules you use, as long as you're paying your taxes. So one system could be, yeah, one system could be a democracy that's run with like science as being a pillar of everything. And they're actually trying to invent new stuff or trying to fix the stuff that exists. And the mechanicus might be like, hey, knock it off a bit. But in general, the mechanicus will work with like groups like that. The very next system could be a dictatorship or a feudal society or, um, Whatever. And and by and large, the majority of the examples we have are feudalistic styled societies. There's a king or there's princes or there's kingdoms or there's micro imperiums. A really good example is the um it's not the era. I almost said the era of Ultramar. The fief- fiefdoms of Ultramar is what it's con- like called or considered. Mm-hmm. Ultramar uh is a planet, but the the region that Ultramar is in functions like a micro version of the Imperium in a lot of ways. And it's caused problems in the past where the High Lords of Terra are like, hey, what the fuck? You're not supposed to create an Imperium inside the Imperium. We don't care if you create a kingdom, but y'all are acting like another Imperium. And a lot of that stuff actually gets inflamed by the Cicatrix Melodictum. And it's called the Imperium Secundus, which means Second Imperium. Yep. So anyway, to get to to roll it's also into the how dark Imperium. I was gonna say I thought the Imperium that's, Secundus that's, was just the other half of the Imperium that can't that's see the, the Emperor's in, light. That's the Imperium Nihilus that can't see and the we'll, Emperor's light. Yeah, and we'll talk about that 
here in a minute. We'll we'll probably talk about the um, Imperium Segundus and the realms of Ultramar. Realms of that's what they are. The realms of Ultramar in the future uh, when we get to Ultramarines. So in 999.m41 is the birth of the Great Rift and the creation of the Imperium Nihilus. So as we mentioned at the end of last episode, the galaxy is torn in two with boiling warp storms that stretch from the Eye of Terror in the galactic west to the Scourge Stars in the galactic east. This surge of warp energy cuts off the light of the Astronomicon and severs astropathic contact. That's a blanket statement. When this happens, the Astronomicon and the astropathic choirs all go silent for an unspecified amount of time. During this time... Countless guard units fighting in innumerable wars are cut off without any hopes of resupply and reinforcements, while troops who are currently in transit to reinforce them are either tossed off course or swallowed completely in the raging warp. And we've talked about, when we briefly talked about Tau, this affected the Tau. This event affects everyone. It's every single race. Let's touch on astropathic choirs. Yes, sir. So is that just like a flock of astropaths, or is this so, like? So, yeah, it's almost. That's I was a like, is he going to ask yeah, a question? Or is, yeah, no, it's it's basically it's they, a bunch of astropaths. Do they sing? I don't kind of, kind of, yeah. Right. Through through their yeah. third eye, it's more like they no. they collectively channel a message. Yeah, you're you're confusing astropaths and navigators. So navigators have, have a third a, eye. have the third eye. Yeah. Yeah. Have a third what, eye. What do astropaths? Like Astropaths are second bottle. No, Damn. they just have no teeth. Really? Astro- You're lying. Yeah. No, it was no, uh, it was like a little tidbit. Up. No, there was a little tidbit lore that when psychers uh, are sanctioned by the Inquisition, yeah, and astropaths are sanctioned psychers that uh, the, by being exposed to the Emperor's light, <laughs> like burns out their eyes and off all their hair. That's why all the Primaris psychers and everybody look all gross. Yeah. Because all yeah. their hair and their teeth and everything was singed out by being exposed uh, to the light uh, of the Emperor. Astropaths are normally blind. They don't have to be blind. But astropaths are capable of... They're incredibly... They're, they're telepaths. So they're very good at mental communication over through the warp. So over like over light distance. distance. But they yeah. can't see and they're really good at blowjobs. That's what you're telling me, right? No. We, we didn't we did say not. anything about blowjobs. What? I said no teeth. You said no teeth. That doesn't teeth, mean so really good. That implies. Jobs. That implies. Marky, no, it doesn't. Mark, Mark, he took it where he took it. <laughs> not, not all. Their technique could not, be terrible. Not all gum jobs are good jobs. Yeah. So an ast- gummer. So an astropathic choir is a collection of astropaths that basically function. Sing is a good way to look at it. A lot of times when they're depicted in art, it's like looking at a choir, like an old Gothic cathedral choir pit where there's just ranks and ranks. There's rows of them standing above each other. And that's how they send messages and shit? They they, they all con- collectively yeah. concentrate to send a message, and they concentrate all their power together to send a message like across the Imperium. Ah, so it's yeah. not just like one so, dude and, like with a heart bad migraine like, you can send, wants not You can to. send a like, message with one. But it's, it's easier to send them over longer distances with multiples. Gotcha. And if and you and if you remember, we referenced way back in the day when we covered like how the date system works and everything, right. and how records are kept. We referenced yeah, the, the fact further that away you are, the, you get the a more number. bounces. Right. And we discussed, you know, kind of like the message. Kinda. Well, the weaker the message, but also they categorize it as being 
Oh, like it's four how many astropaths farther away. Far away, yes. Gotcha, yeah. But but that's not a reference of how many astropaths are needed to send a message. Yeah. Over total, it's a reference of how many bounces it had. See, it, yeah, so, so it's a reference so to how many Kadia, stops it takes. So from Cadia to Terra, it would go from Cadia to somewhere else. Uh, okay, okay. So to, to somewhere. So the Imperium can use Astropass as a, a unit of measurement, but toilets is too far. Yeah. So a better way to look at an astropathic choir is. Uh, if you've seen the movie John Wick, they call into the call center and there's all the girls, there's all the gals with the tattoos that are working like old switchboards. And one person says, oh, John John Wick is now excommunicado. And they all start plugging in different things and making phone calls to everybody. They're all calling, like, one person's calling Russia, one, per, one person's calling China, one person's calling Vietnam, one person's calling Australia, one person's calling fucking Tokyo. That's a little bit better way to look at it. They're, they do... Like groups of three or four of them, or even hundreds, in in like Kevin was just saying, might be needed to like force a mess to magnus a message through the warp. You know, you really need to get it from the ass end of the universe to fucking Terra now. You're gonna burn out a thousand guys to make sure it just fucking flies like an arrow straight there. That mm-hmm. happens, but more often than not. Like a Creed ship's astropath on Cadia and killed like hundreds of them sending messages in, during but the fall the, of Cadia. Yeah. He's like, yeah, fuck them. It's more important to get these messages out. I don't care how many it takes. Damn. And yeah, they Creed, were just Creed, like heads exploding left and right. Yeah, yeah. He's like, keep Creed sending was messages. Basically I don't like, give a shit. <laughs> yeah, he was like, shout SOS in a 360 degree bubble as loud as you can and as long as you can. Yeah, Until so like, your heads um, explode. So like the, in the Witcher show, they were like sucking. It was like dark magic or something like that. But she was like sucking the life force out of people to send a fireball out. So it's yeah. like kind of, kind of like that. In yeah, a way, if it's, it's using it, their life force. Strong it's enough, more like so, you're overpowering your radio so hard that the circuits explode Yeah, and like catch fire. It's like Amazon. But there has to be, <laughs> but there has to close. be a strong enough, <laughs> there has to be a strong enough astropath to channel that energy. So what ends up happening right. is, yes, there would be somebody that was essentially sucking the life force out of other astropaths in order to send that signal. But that person would essentially, eventually, th- their fuse would blow. They would die. The USPS of the Imperium. You know how, like, in but a, a ship, shows, when there's, like, a dark wizard and he's got, like, a bunch of petty-ass mages with him and he's, like, using all of their power and then they all start dying and he's like, ah! That's exactly yeah. what Mark <laughs> just <laughs> Unlimited power. Yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> Except it's not. <laughs> so a, a ship of the line, not a ship of the line, but essentially like a, a naval ship of the line in the Imperium is going to have one, is going to have a couple of astropaths, but only one astropath is really going to be like on duty. They'll at, have like a chief a time. astropath. Yeah. So they'll, they'll get a message from a planet and then they'll send it to a choir. And then that choir's, orders are you know depending on the message if it's like if it's like the captain wants a hot bath when we land obviously they're not going to fucking tell everybody but if the message is depends on the command we've seen we've seen abaddon's forces in this sector they'll relay it and then the astropathic choir will tell everybody that's bordering that area. They'll, yeah. you know, so so one guy might be sending something to like Blue Planet One, and somebody else yeah. is sending it to like Red Planet Five. It's like I don't care if you blow your ass out right now. Everybody needs to know Abaddon's coming. <laughs> blow your ass out. They don't. It's it's like it's like look at it more like the CIA 
if you want to that old CIA joke. Yeah. I mean, I, I you get only the point. know you only know that the CIA is doing shit when the CIA fails. You only know that the astropaths get blow the fuck out because there's enough times in ten thousand years of history that thousands of astropaths have died because Creed needs to send a love letter to Terra. However, astropaths are being used every day without being burned out. So don't think of it. Yeah, as... they don't. They don't fail on a daily basis. Yeah. They yeah, only these fail when not... there's warp fuckery, or yeah. they're like you know generally just warp fuckery. <laughs> to get back to the original point is there was a surge of warp energy that went out and it snapped the Astronomicon off. And the Astronomicon is the beacon projected by the Emperor so everybody can navigate in the warp. And then the astropathic Not off, relays, blocked it out, right? It Basically, it's a it bunch off. of clouds. Can't see it. It turned well, it, it it's, off. It's still on. Oh, yeah, no, it, it did flicker. You're it right. It came yeah. back. In the lore, it did it flicker. Turned it turned off. It actually did turn off, yeah. <laughs> okay, so That's this is the not... only time it's ever turned off in the entire ever. yes. Okay, it's so over we're not, it. Basically, it's like when you drop the flashlight. And the no, no, no. I get it. It turned off. I get yeah. it. I get it. it I, I thought you were talking about like the the fucking astropaths. No, 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 no. I thought we're you were not talking there about yet. The cicatrix maledictum where it's split yeah. it in half. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, we're not so, there. So, yeah. Okay. So in the cicatrix. So in the cicatrix maledictum split the galaxy in half. There is a time period that is unspecified in length where the Astronomicon and the Astropathic choirs went down. They were completely off and, and unfunctional. During this time, a bunch of guard got lost in the warp. And this event, I, I, which I was trying to specify, went out and it affected everybody. It, there are Eldari, when we covered Craft Eldari World's lore, we wrecked. talked about it. Yeah. Uh, Tau, uh, Tom mentioned the Tau dealing with this. At one point, it's one of the reasons that a bunch of uh, it's one of the reasons that chaos might be screwing around with town now. A bunch of stuff happened, basically all all across the entire galaxy. Everything just got fucked for, I imagine, a couple of months, but it's hazy. So when yeah, the astronomicon, they never really specify it, and I'm sure they leave it vague on purpose. On purpose, yeah. So when the astronomicon finally blinks back into existence it cannot pierce the barrier region of warp space known as the Cicatrix Maledictum, which is what you were asking about, Marky. So yeah. when it does come back on, when astropathic relays are reopened and the Astronomicon comes back on, there's basically now a cloud wall across the galaxy and you can't see through it. So the regions and planets of the Imperium trapped on the far side of the Great Rift from Terra become known as the Imperial Nihilus, the Imperium Nihilus, or the Dark Imperium and are left to fend for themselves. Those lost without the light of the Astronomicon are said to have vanished into the Noctus Aterium, or the Blackness. This threatens Imperium forces and regiments well into M42 in the era Indominus. So the Noctus Anterin? Anterin? Yeah, I think that's how it's good. Let's go with that. that. Yeah, it's a bunch of fucking vowels. Or, or the Blackness. That's what they call it when... Somebody dips into the warp, and for whatever reason, they lose light of the Astronomicon, and they, they're they gone. They're just fucking gone. No one knows where they are. They're just considered to have vanished into the void. Sometimes so what is... They, sometimes they come back. So what is the Imperium Secundus, then, that Tom mentioned? That's just so the, 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 like, other political side that was uh, run by Gilliam, like, in... Uh, well, no, it was... I think it was the High Lords that didn't want Gilliam to, to be in charge. Yeah, no, so there, Gilliam, there's... G 
Gilliam runs Imperium Secundus. Yeah, so there's there's some well, bullshit. He killed a bunch of guys that seceded, and I thought they called themselves Imperial Secundus no. too. No. I don't think so. There's a bunch of bullshit happening on the Imperium side of the border. Political bullshit, right? Political bullshit that deals with the fact that the realms of Ultramar are essentially a second Imperium. Um, and uh, yeah, because the High Lords it, are like, it. we're not in charge anymore. Like, uh, well, it's yeah. basically like we'll, it got divided. It got divided because it was too big to run. And then Gilliam started with McCrag, and then he eventually ended up like expanding, expanding right. as far as like him running a sector, you know. And then it became Imperium Secundus. And then there was talk of uh, him like in like speculative, you know, of him like ended up being like traitor. Uh, but it was folded back into the so, Imperium. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what, so what happened was when the Astronomicon and all the astropathic choirs fell apart the realms of Ultramar are close enough to each other that they don't really have to rely on a bunch of that stuff. So they we were like, oh shit, we're the Imperium. There's nothing left. It's us. Yep. Everyone we could talk about this dead. in the Ultramarine episode. Yeah. And uh, then, Astropaths and, are kind of guards. So that's why. Astropaths are a guard unit. Yeah, but, yeah. but yeah, so they, that ex- it's more or less a section of space. Gotcha. Like, this is the Imperium Secundus. This is the you know because it's a, a good chunk of but but to major players. But to so be I was very up. very clear in modern lore, Gilliman runs the Imperium from or not from Terra, but Gilliam runs the Imperium in his father's stead. So there there was just there was just some growing pains that happened at a point in. There's some old men that needed to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, yeah, it, it's all wrapped up into the fact that, that, like, when when the Cicatrix Melodictum <laughs> happened, when when the Cicatrix Melodictum happened, the Imperium, in a lot of ways, split into a bunch of different tiny Imperiums, a lot of which didn't know whether or not the others existed anymore. It it it's there. It's getting better, really? if, depending on your definition of better. <laughs> Man, it's it's almost like they borrow plot lines from the fantasy Warhammer where. The, you know the all the provinces of the empire were separated into like city states and all kind of doing their own things and didn't necessarily cooperate sometimes it's oh, actually man. it's actually one of the ways that i've heard people like suggest that 40k could be fixed that the imperium could be fixed is that if the imperium was actually allowed to like shatter into different like micro imperiums that are all kind of at odds with each other it could be used to like simplify some of this stuff and kind of get away from the idea that end of the day, we we're treating what started out as like satirical, super fascist, super soldiers as like warrior poets. And there's like, well, there's a way to fix that. <laughs> anyway, yeah. 40 K is yeah. 40. That's, this is the shit that makes 40 K so interesting is because you can literally do whatever the fuck you want with it. Uh, so yeah. on an unknown date, sometime in M 42 is the warping of Armageddon. So despite both orcs and Imperial armies being cut off from reinforcements, the bloody grinding conflict on Armageddon continues. Meanwhile, the warp hellstorms whipped up by the Great Rift begin to tear across the planet's surface. So the Great Rift coming actually causes warp storms that tear across the surface of Armageddon. They're not just yes, yeah, Armageddon, the planet that already sucks and has <laughs> a bunch of shitty combat from its She's entire history, yeah. it gets worse. And there's still orcs so, on Armageddon, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So from these massive warp storms comes hordes of Zinchian and Cornanate demons and other various followers. 
Titanic demon princes begin to war across the planet in duels for supremacy, which generally happen on the same battlefields that the orcs and the humans have been fighting over forever. Nearly half of Armageddon begins to resemble a demon world. The Imperial Guard and orc forces form an uneasy alliance just to fight off the demonic hordes and continue their survival. The Steel Legion and the PDF desperately attempt to defend hive cities of the planet from everything. Eventually, Salamanders and nine other Space Marine chapters coordinate to halt a ritual to bring the demon Primarch Angron back to the planet that was denied to him in ages past. So I think it's pretty cool that the Imperial Guard and the Oryx are like, oh, we fucked. <laughs> they they so figure out how oh, to yeah. fight with Orcs each other. are totally willing to work with the Imperium yeah. under the very specific circumstances. So there's just blood, yeah. titties, and chickens everywhere. Oh, dude, yep. everywhere. Everywhere. Man. And mushrooms. Titty chickens? Uh, this is, this, this was a pause. This Actually, comma, I don't really think comma, there was... Titties, I don't, I don't think, think there was chickens. Because uh, Slanish I think it's was not part chickens. of this. Yeah, Slanish wasn't was, part of this. Okay, so there's yeah. blood and chickens everywhere. Was, I just needed yeah, to throw yeah. titties because, you know, titties, but... Moving on. <laughs> and an unknown date in M42 is the False Hope. Adrift and lost in the Imperium Nihilus... A fleet-based Imperial Guard Army group believes that they have located the light of the Astronomicon. They follow this beacon, but they fall into a massive ambush that was laid out by the Alpha Legion. So Got the Alpha em. Legion figures <laughs> out I know, how right? to mimic the look of the Astronomicon. Yep. That's so that's fucked. Sounds, that sounds that's about what fucking they do. right. That's so fucked. That's exactly what Alpha Legion would do, though. Continuing with the date unknown sometime in M42 is Slash and Burn, a group in route to Ultramar during the Plague Wars is diverted to quell a massive gene stealer cult uprising on Genetti Granetines Granetines Garden. Granetines Garden. Genetti Granetti. Stupid names, man. Dude, that's not gonna <laughs> help me at all. <laughs> the forests of this verdant world are so infested and rife with mutants that the Imperial Guard sets the planet's entire western continent on fire. Oh man, you know, burn nice. baby like burn. That ain't nice. As the Talk conflict up. draws out into solar months of intense battles, the gene stealer cultists withdraw into the deepest of the woods, and the offensive devolves into seek and destroy strikes and ambushes. Eventually, the majority of the battle group is called away by an order of the Ordo Xenos, and only a handful of Katachan armored regiments and super heavy vehicles are left behind. As the majority of the Imperium departs the system, it is cut off from all communication as the Shadow in the Warp heralds the fast-approaching Hive Fleet Jorgenminder Splinter Fleet, which is reacting to the Gene Stealers. Baneblade and Hellhound companies shred blast bulldoze and incinerate pass through the lingering hybrids and begin to hunt anything left alive and in retreat. The forest world and every mutant on it are eventually reduced to ash by the time the Tyranid Hive Fleet arrives, the armored Catachans hold out as long as they can before being overwhelmed by the enemy. However, the Tyranids are basically like, well, fuck, it's dead and devoid of biomass and yeet the fuck off to another Imperial target. That ain't nice, man. Kill gene stealers and then the Tyranids didn't even get to eat. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they burned they burned everything. I thought I thought uh, oh, I actually cool. thought that was pretty cool, man. Like the yeah. there you go. There's your hellhounds. Kevin, you're fucking hellhounds. Yeah, my cry. Oh wait, no, you're hell hellhounds, not warhounds. Yeah, not warhounds, hellhounds. 
Ryan has a special hate for hellhounds ever since I hid one behind a building and then blasted the (laughs) shit out of his ghost killer. It wasn't once. It was like three times, but it's fine. (laughs) Your hellhounds are just your hellhounds were just really difficult to deal with in eighth. They're not. You haven't really brought them to ninth, but they were difficult to deal with in eighth. I only brought them like once or twice. I think you're also you're fighting the chimeras that I fit with double heavy flamers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the chimeras. It's not. It's essentially the same thing. It just doesn't have the special cannon. Right. Well, it doesn't have the big gas tank on the back. Yeah. So, also in this unspecified time, sometime during M42, is the Call of the Forge. A fragmented message reaches Vastroya via an astropathic choir. While the message of the threat facing the Mechanicus and the text priests is unclear, it appears that Canoptus II is calling for aid. The Vestroyan first board, second Riders of Dawn, 99th Only Sons, and 331st True Shots are sent out to answer the call. They hope their navigators will be able to traverse the now lightless stars. So another damn, that's a mouth case. <laughs> All those names. Yeah, private, report yourself. Do it, do oh, no, that, that's, that's the Vestroyan second Riders of Dawn. The yes. 99th only yes. sons and yes. the 331st true shots. Those are three different battle groups. Oh, oh, okay. Of I thought that Vestroyan was just one. Firstborn. That I thought is not that was one, one yeah. dude. I was like, Jesus. So the Vestroyan firstborn, second riders of John. I, I feel the like Vestroyan firstborn, 99th only son. Those are all regiments. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I feel like. You know, the, the troopers need to report in from those divisions. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I, once again, they said they, they are answering a call. They're not sure if it's true or not. They dip into the warp. They don't see the light of the astro- Astronomicon, and they're like, oh, fuck, we hope we can get out of this. So M42, another unknown, unspecified date, is the Wages of War. The Toleron Desert Raiders fight alongside the Grey Knights of the Blades of Victory Brotherhood in a series of feints against the Nurgle Demons. These Nurgle Demons were spawned in the wake of Outbreak Arcanum when spores from a sentient plague named the Eater of Lives were unleashed from a drifting space hulk, the Mother of Miseries. Battles wage across barren moons and dead worlds, the Toleron following Grey Knight orders to keep their distance from the enemy and never leave any of their dead behind. Without the fresh dead, the rotting hordes eventually begin to waste away and fail. The Grey Knights carve the names of Toleron commanders into their armor as honor for their service, and then round everybody the fuck up and murder every single last guardsman and officer. Because... They're not supposed to. So they honor them. They're like, we're going to add your name to They're our They're like, armor. man, you guys fought nice enough to get your name yeah. written down. But uh, well, we're not going to say gonna why. kill you. <laughs> and you guys don't ever get to talk about it. <laughs> and, no, 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 no. They, they murdered. They killed them. Yeah. Kevin. They don't tell them they can't talk about it. They murdered them. <laughs> They're like, hey, you, you really like this rock right here? I can write your name on it. You know? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you like that? All right, cool. Blow, motherfucker. <laughs> and, then, and then is the guy. What do you what do you want on your tombstone? <laughs> pepperoni <laughs> and cheese. <laughs> I'll take pepperoni and sausage on mine. Just tell him these nuts and then you run. <laughs> so I, and as he's stunned from the gottum, that's when you escape. Yeah, say, I don't, no, what I don't you do is you can outrun a gray knight. Pretty sure that's <laughs> What you do is you is you show him the rock. You're like, hey, look, I carved your name in this rock. 
Uh, you know it's how it's really you small. Them? You got to you got to lean forward as the guy leans forward, just blam right in the face. <laughs> yeah. it's the rock right in the you face. You slam his face into the rock. <laughs> now you know how you don't run him. You've been, you're like you've been blessed. Like oh shit, doing that, and then he looks and then that's when you fucking dip. Yeah. Bless. I just think of every time a gray knight kills someone, they're like bless. <laughs> blessed. I bless you. So blow, <laughs> bless. <you. laughs> Also taking place sometime in M42 is the entry to Valhalla. Amidst the darkness of the Imperium Nihilus, fleeing vessels carry word of a green-skinned fleet heading towards Valhalla. Planning to intercept the Arcs on the nearby hive world of Scovi, the Valhalla and Ice Warriors make a series of short-range warp jumps. When they arrive, they learn that the Scovian armories are severely depleted, having expended their munitions fighting off several orc waves already. Desperate calls for resupply have been sent, but they were either never received by the Imperial Navy, resupply ships, or those resupply ships have been lost somewhere in the warp. As the main body of the orc fleet arrives in orbit, the well-equipped ice warriors assume command of the Scovia's, of Scovia's defenses, requisitioning a few supplies that remain. The Scovians are given knives, hatchets, spears, and rocks before being ordered to march alongside the Valhallen infantry toward the Greenskin invaders. Guardsmen in the vanguard are mercilessly butchered by the first orc charge, but the ice warriors hold their ground. From the rear of the Imperium formation, the 888th Valhallen Frostburners artillery regiment begins to shell the front lines. Ordnance blasts and chunks of human and orc flesh raining across the battlefield, and the creeping barrage continues to cut further and further into the Sea of Greenskins. By nightfall on the fourth solar day, only a handful of orcs remain. Despite this devastating losses and lack of proper weaponry, the Scovians join the Ice Warriors in hunting the remaining orcs down. It's fucking nuts, can you imagine? Dude. Can you imagine the orc running up on a guy with the rock? And the orc's like, Sup, motherfucker? And the guy with the rock's like, Wog, I got, I got this rock. And, like, and then an artillery shot Bam. lands on him and kills <laughs> right. him. Everybody around them, because Imperial artillery is pretty get some. Yeah. And then there's a commander in the back looking like Lord Farquaad, being like, "Some of you may die, but <laughs> that's something there, I'm willing to accept." <laughs> and then there's a bunch of orcs that watch the dude run up with the rock and then explode, killing a bunch of orcs and humans. And is like, "Oh, I want that Daka. The rocks is explody." <laughs> Daka rocks. Bless. Daka rocks. <laughs> Bless you. All right. So, unknown date M42, Cadia stands. Cadian shock troop regiments scattered across war zones throughout the Imperium vow to avenge those who perished when their homeworld fell to the despoiler. The skill and discipline instilled in each Cadian on their mother planet is imparted to planetary defense forces and newly founded. Militarum Regimentos, whom they fight alongside. And the last Lord Castellan's mantra of Cadia stands is not forgotten. Of all of the people who lived on Cadia, only about three million escaped. You don't got to say that so proudly, Ryan. The despoiler. Despoiled. The, you guys, you guys are giving me so bias. much shit. You guys can, are giving me so much shit about how I'm biased. You're, I can you're like, taste, you're like mm. I can taste your bias. You were so happy to find that tidbit about the Cadians killing each other for demon affections <laughs> in your codex. You were so happy to find that little crumb. I I, I thought <laughs> it little crumb. 
I thought it was great. I thought it was great. Forty K Grim Darkness. See, that's it the is thing, great. Though. Like, Forty K Grim gotta, Darkness, but at the same time, me, I know that you up, loved he it. He picks up that crumb and he's like, mm, 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 uh, "So sweet." Mm, mm, <laughs> Italian hands. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I I I love I love Chaos Space Marines so much. Not only did I make sure we covered it before Imperial Guard, but I gave it five episodes instead of. <laughs> Talking about how awesome your fucking army is for five episodes, five episodes. Kevin. It's mostly how my Kevin. army gets wrecked for five episodes. Yeah, yeah. Let's to be, be fair. To, to be, be fair. fair. Most of this is you're talking about, oh, man, the Imperial Guard was getting wrecked, and then the Space Marines showed up. All right, moving on. <laughs> oh, damn. Like, Ab- like... Abaddon wrecked Cadia. Remember that one time? That, remember that one time a million died? You remember that other time that like another thousand died? Like two million died. It was like it was like when we covered Eldari, and I was like, yeah. So anyway, the Imperial That's... Guard showed up, and they were kind of winning against the Eldari, and and then the Eldari were like, oh, we might pull through this, and then the Space Marines showed up and fucked everybody over. That's why when they were like, we're gonna make an RP game, and they're like, we should do it about Guardsmen. It's like, nah, people would have to make too many characters. We need to make something a little bit. You'd more You'd be resilient. rerolling a new character every, every fucking fun. game. Yeah. Like 10 minutes. <laughs> it yeah, would that, be fine uh, if we fought cultists or Tau what's or that? something. You know, you'd have to fight appropriate threat levels. What's that called? Not Fortunes of War. What's the game called? Only the War. Imperial Garm? Only War. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but you have like a, each player gets like a squad of dudes at that so point. ridiculous. Which All I right. think is cool. I would love to play it. I would name mine so, after like uh, uh, celebrities. Like, don't kill Channing Tatum. Don't kill, don't kill Corporal Tatum. That's how you, he's, that's he's how a you blessing. play, uh, Bless. that's how you play XCOM. You name all your oh, XCOM yeah. soldiers Dude, after your friends, and then you say, I named them all, I named them all after my roommates that I was living with at the time. And yeah. it was really funny when, uh, the only girl in the house ended up panicking and shooting everybody else in the back. <laughs> Oops, we were like, buddy. this bitch. And my she's buddy, like, I would. My buddy did the exact same thing. Wow. He's all, yeah, the only person that I've had survived so far is you. <laughs> and, he's like, and I was You're like, me. Sounds right. Yeah, and I was like, me. He's like, yeah. He's like, he's like uh, uh, one, of my, one of my characters got in the way, I guess, and you shotgun blasted him to get through the door. <laughs> I, mean, like, and I was like, that sounds about right. I mean, but, you did put a nine millimeter in my back in Daisy. That's, that's nothing. You weren't even around when I used to do that for fucking funsies. Tom's just like, bless. Yeah, bless, bless. If you guys ever played... Uh, State of Decay, yes, uh, zombie, yeah, yeah, zombie survival. Yeah. I actually, game. I think State of Decay is pretty fun. It is. It's a very good game. That that game got me though, because like my very first, I didn't realize that your your heroes were randomly generated like people. Oh and yeah, they died. So when I lost, like the first dude I started with was this dude like named Mark and everything, and I and I no relation to the Mark on the podcast. No, no, and I, I have no relation. I kept him. I kept him alive for like a certain amount of days, and then he died, and I was like, ah. Fuck, I'm gonna have to start over. And then it was like, and then it's like, here's another. Oh guy. no, you're Jim. And I'm like, wait, what happened to Mark? And they're like, Mark's dead. And I'm like, no, no, no. Mark. <laughs> Nobody Come gives a fuck me. about Mark now. Come back to me. You're like, but Mark, Mark knew how to shoot. Jim sucks. Oh, yeah. yeah, but that, but no, that was. A, it's an interesting mechanic. Like you're playing a horror survival game, and when your fucking mm-hmm. character dies, your character, like that, that dude's dead. There are other survivors, but that dude's gone. Yeah, well, there kind of multiple, multiple times where I've like, whether it be in a game or like a, a Milsim op or anything like that, 
where someone has to go talk to like the indigenous people or whoever. And it's always a very high tense situation. I'm always in the back with a gun on everyone. And like, I've had my buddy <laughs> walk up and they're like, why is your friend over there? And he's like, Oh, he'll kill us. He'll kill. All yeah. It's like, what do you mean? He's like, he'll kill all of us. If any one of you fuck up, he will literally kill everyone here, including myself. <laughs> I mean, it's like, there's a, there's a, the picture of the Imperial diplomat. With like a line of Death Watch Marines behind him, mm-hmm. yeah. but the yeah. Imperial diplomat is like a few paces in front of the Marines, yeah. and he's talking to Tao. Yep, and it's like I'm sure if this goes south, they're gonna gun him down too. Oh yeah, they're just they're <laughs> just gonna just just start blasting. So anyway, I started wait, blasting. Wait, I just started blasting. Blast. <laughs> <laughs> and and that diplomat's getting wrecked in the process. I almost guarantee it. Yeah. Death Watch yeah. is like. Cleansed. I mean, <laughs> I mean, so he was done. cleansed. He was close enough to smell that ethereal, so you know, probably dangerous. Now, you better kill him just yeah. to be safe. So let's <laughs> let's wrap up the episode talking over some of the regiments of note. Um, I mean, we really could turn regiments of note into a part six if please we, don't. we got enough. No, we we can please bang don't. this out because honestly, a lot of them don't have very much lore. Talk about some regiments here, and then um, dip into some other stuff. And take a bit of a, a rest before we get into what are we doing next? Gene Stealer cults, Marky? Is it your fault? Uh, I probably. I think no, I uh, it's your fault. I don't care that they voted. It's your fault. Th- they voted for Gene Stealer cult? Yeah. Yeah, they oh, did. Fuck. It's your fault. <laughs> no, Stealer Stealer I'm blaming you. Army. That's why we were like, man, how do we make this like continuity wise work out? Well, easy. <laughs> I stick my ovipositor in your guardsman's <laughs> butt, and there's your. Uh, I think. Titty- Titty back. No, the point. The point was that it, it breaks up ever? the flow of this is how the Imperium functions. Oh, this is how. Yeah, the Imperium but functions. I mean, we we went from we went from Oryx to Eldar to Imperial. Right, Guard. but it but like yeah, and then like there's like a hidden saying, it there's a hidden fourth Guard, pillar. But then it would have been like Admech Knights, the people, Space Marines, Primarchs. Not everybody 30K. listens to all of the podcasts in order, right? That's the true, people yeah. who are listening to them in order are the ones asking for the episode. So, was it fucking matter? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know? That's true. Like, if they wanted the to, people have spoken. To to I mean, I mean, when you when you think about it, right? Like, because I've already shown other people about this podcast. Like, was it Jake listened to it the other day? Fucking my buddy Dominic listened, mm. and he was like, "Yeah, man." He's like, "It's you know." He's like, "I just hopped around a bit." You know, nobody's listening to them like in order unless they're the people who are waiting every week and they're like, hey, I'd like to hear about this. Well, guess what? They're listening yeah. every week and they want it. So fuck it. And we get we get do... Imperial Guard and Gene Stealer cult kind of flow into each other because the Imperial Guard often gets infected by Gene Stealer I, cults. I'd say as long as what we're doing is that we are doing the part ones and twos and whatever. As long as we do those in order, that's fine. That's true. Yeah. So, you know? so the, there's no. The I think pillars. we start with part. I think, I think we, we start should start with Gene Stealer part two. No, no, no. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like part one, <laughs> yeah, and then it's like another episode about someone else, and then part two of this one. Like, as long as we're yeah. not doing that, you know. Yeah, we got back that, and yeah. forth in factions. Yeah. 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 So there's like the golden three that Tom talks about, and then there's you know the four pillars of poo that I talk about, where it's you know Eldar orcs. It's Imperial not Guard, four toilets. Gene Stealer cult. Are that fourth pillar? So the pillar of poo. Yeah, we're well, about four, I mean, five total rises total. up from the sewer. But I, anyways, I know, we're talking about Imperial Guard and regiments right now because this doesn't need to be any longer that Ryan needs to edit out. Brood brothers, brood brothers. Brood. <laughs> oh no, that, but a bunch no, of they this took is that regiment away. That's staying. not there anymore. <laughs> what? All they right. took brood brothers away. Get fucked. Shut up. Get fucked. <laughs> Get fucked. Get bodied. Get fucked. Is that, are those dudes that did a photo shoot of Gaunt's ghost? No, this is drawings. Those are drawings. These, this is art. Oh my 
Good. All right. You're uh, all right. Kevin, Kevin has all the shit. He plays it, like, when he takes a poop, he, like, puts it on, like, that slideshow. No, actually, this literally <laughs> just showed up as I was scrolling <laughs> on Facebook. I know, but that's funny. <laughs> I know. Ryan, it was all, mm. Ryan, <laughs> Kevin just looks at the boudoir shoots. He pulls out a center, center fold on the he toilet. Pulls, like he pulls gone. out play guard. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> going through, it's going through gone. the newest issue of Playguard. Ooh, yeah, baby, take that camo what's, net off. What's the Amazon oh, fucking? God. Don't worry, you forgot your bayonet. Don't worry, I won't tell. What's, what's that fucking Alexa? Hey Alexa, Alexa, well, show me my guard. <laughs> I All right, guys, playing so an RP game of guard. RP for guard would be good. It'd be, yeah. it'd be difficult to run, but yeah. Well, you just have to remember that the par- worst part about being in the Warhammer universe as a normal human is <laughs> just trying to survive. Right. right. Like, yeah. oh, here, here, man, there's orcs coming to attack, but you've got trench foot, so let's figure that out first. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like Oregon Trail. I'm like, I hate this game. Basically I've gotten dysentery seven times. It would to- that's exactly what it would be, and then we'd fight one orc, and it would be like ten of us Guards. versus the one Dude. orc, and then somebody would get, like, fucking their leg broken. Dude, and like, that wasn't an orc. That was a girl. guards. We just play <laughs> right. Guardsman Trail. Guardsman Trail. <laughs> All right, that, that needs uh, to happen. It's just kind of a Wagon, it's a Valkyrie. That needs to happen. <laughs> it's a fucking chimera. Guardsman's Trail. You've come across a river of blood. Yeah, this is Guardsman's <laughs> Trail. You know, do you drive up the river to find a crossing, or do you ford the chimera and hope right? for the best? <laughs> we need, you've hunted too much meat. <laughs> <laughs> you've hunted too many squigs. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, it's all uh, in fucking yeah. green and black. <laughs> We're like, I don't know which one's the fucking orc. <laughs> I can't see. But like that, that is one uh, thing that everybody forgets. Uh, is like just, the guards would still have to survive with dude. all these fucked so, up. So okay, okay, so okay, so they have Oregon Trail as a card game. Yeah. What we should do is just it. yeah. Oh, you should okay, perfect. So we should just play that, but like substitute just, uh, everything. Substitute all the words for guard stuff. <laughs> it's, fucking you busted I could probably a track. get on Amazon. <laughs> uh, the summer has it, and actually we have a running joke because apparently there's you can get dysentery twice in that game. Yeah. Well, I want to write all over it. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, they her they were playing it. Her and her dad, and they pulled dysentery, and before they cured their dysentery, they pulled another dysentery. Okay. Double, dis- double double dysentery. dysentery. <laughs> Fuck. So now whenever, like, either one of us has an upset stomach, that's, like, our running Double joke. dysentery. Double dysentery. <laughs> Double kill. And then, like, if it's not too bad, it'd be like, nah, just single. <laughs> uh, what would be good is to play that game. I think we should try that. That yeah, would be fun. Guardsman I have, like, like, legitimately I've been wanting to play that game. So doing one guardsman themed, I think, would be hilarious. That would be pretty fun. Knowing my luck, it's like, I do a bayonet charge. I trip and stab myself with my own bayonet. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and you have dysentery. And you, now you have dysentery. Oh, the wound is septic. <laughs> You've been disemboweled. <laughs> and the bowels are full of dysentery. <laughs> well, at least you're not full it's of dysentery <laughs> anymore. Oh, God, it's everywhere. It's in my orc wounds. <laughs> Right, well, it seems like Timmy has been stuck by a tyrannid. <laughs> it has <laughs> eggs in his skin. Do, do you oh pour alcohol on it and hope for the best? Oh my god! Do you leave it alone. Uh, this is not too tell good. The commissar? This do you report good. him to the Inquisition for this being tainted is... by Xenos? 
Yes. One hundred percent. Yes, it's the but answer. If, but he's your brother. Oh, this so, is too, yeah, this is good. While you're all so standing we, around waiting to figure out what happens, the insects burst from Timmy's skin and start devouring him. He is screaming, and the commissar runs in and shoots all three of you for not reporting this sooner. <laughs> Game over. So we real? got we got a lot of there. There are a lot of good, a lot of good stuff here um that's a bad way to man so we got a lot of good stuff here got a lot of good stuff here so some things out some things happened we did good <laughs> so, 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 some stuff happened right so yeah we'll today <laughs> we'll be back sorry it happens <laughs> all right well that will wrap us up for part five of imperial guard astra militarum that'll wrap us up for part five of astra militarum talking through some of the Indominus Crusade stuff and wandering off on some wild tangents today. It was uh, pretty fun. If you guys have any questions about the episode, any questions about the Imperial Guard or your own Imperial Guard lore or any of those ghost encrypted sightings you want to share with us for our Lore Obscurus episodes, you can email us at underthehiveofmadness at gmail.com or jimdarkgaming at gmail.com. You can also get more involved with our community, including helping us write some of the Innsmouth Hive lore over on our Discord channel. We have several different channels set up there for things like hobby progress, official GW lore, homebrew lore questions and critiques, as well as some tactics channels and just general other 40k goodness. We also do dabble in general hobby stuff, though, including an RC channel. We've got some channels for Dungeons and Dragons, channels for Magic the Gathering, as well as a bunch of channels set aside to talk about video games. You guys can also join us in playing some video games there from time to time. If you're looking for us around the internet, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We have a link tree set up in the interim as we work on our website. You can check that out. We usually drop spellings and all that stuff in our show notes. If you would like to help the podcast grow, you can do that by liking and reviewing us wherever you get your podcast fix. We are on Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, CastBox, and many more platforms. If there's a platform you'd like us to add, something that you listen to that is not on our general list, you can hit us up through email or find us on Discord again and let us know. If you would like to help us a little bit more directly, you can find us over on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash under the hive of madness. All Patreon members get access to a video podcast with minimal editing a day early. So you get to see all of our bloopers in real time. You can also get to see our beautiful faces as that happens. Another perk to joining any of our Patreon levels is you get access to our quarterly painting contest. We also try to do a couple of other things, including polls. We release some custom artwork and have giveaways. We're trying to plan giveaways a couple of times a year. We have a lot of perks over on Patreon. I really suggest you go and check it out. All of that stuff helps us make the podcast a little bit better by either investing in new equipment or replacing old equipment, getting our computer upgraded to where we want to for streaming, all sorts of stuff like that. I leave anything out, guys? No, that sounds good. Sounds about right. I'm pretty sure the Arbides are about ready to start a street fight. They uh, can't win down here at the Hangnail. So, I don't know, guys. What do you think? Uh, Turn the table over and hold our beers? Or 
throw our beers at the Arbides and get involved. I'm not. I'm not really sure which one to do. All know. of the above. I'm. A, I'm gonna go. Like t- I'm gonna go take a blog. I'll be back. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna play a little chuck a mug and see what I can hit. There you go. Well, as we get a little bit spicy here at 665.66 UHMA Chemrat Radio, we will bid you adieu so we don't get any beer into your unwilling ear holes. A deuce. Remember, when life gives you forearm dampers, just run away. Don't don't make lemonade. Yeah, I know. Fuck that. It's fuck not, that. No, fuck, uh, fuck absolutely not. Just go. Where would I even find a lemonade recipe, though? I don't know. Not fucking there. You weren't going to tell me to read a fucking book? No, they're fucking. I thought that's how you were ending. I thought that's how you were ending. No, he's talking about four fucking emperors. Fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah, no lemonade, no books. Just leave. No lemonades, no books. Just leave. Just leave. <laughs> <laughs>